Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the Date Night Movie Podcast. I am your host, Patrick Russell, and with me is my co-host, Ashley Russell. Hi, just the wife here. This is a show where on each episode, Ashley and I, we talk about a new movie that's playing in theaters, and then we break it down whether we thought it was good or bad, and whether or not it would make for a good date movie. And on this episode, we're going to be talking about The Lost City, which is a romantic comedy starring Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum. And speaking of comedies, you and I made a comedy of our own called Tiny Dancers, which is a feature-length movie that people can stream right now on Prime Video. Watch it. And when I say comedy, I really mean a laugh out loud, bust a gut, shit your pants type of comedy, right? So if you could use a laugh, and who couldn't these days? I mean, seriously. Then, <laughs> then check out our film, Tiny Dancers, which is streaming right now on Prime Video. Don't forget the shit your pants part. <laughs> So, uh, The Lost City. You know, this is a, uh, a original movie, though it seems loosely inspired by Romancing the Stone. That was a, a 1984 movie that starred Michael Douglas and Kathleen Turner. Uh, but here we've got Sandra Bullock, who plays a romance novelist named Loretta Sage. Yeah. And, you know, I don't think we've seen Bullock on the big screen since Ocean's 8. Well, it's been a while, but I think she goes in and out of being on hiatus. I think she likes being at home with her kids. Yeah. I think that's just a priority for her now. I mean, she doesn't need to work. She's done a couple of Netflix movies yeah. in the last couple oh, of years. Bird Cage. <laughs> Bird Box. Bird Box. I haven't even seen it. It was but a movie. It was. Yeah. And there's another one, right? Like The the Defendant. The Unforgivable. Which kind of came and went last year, but you saw it was pretty good. Yeah, it was a decent drama. It was suspenseful. It was, I mean, it, it was it was good. No awards. I know. Hmm. Of course, the, the award shows don't give it to the movies that deserve them. Well. You know, but that's, that's, that's for our Oscar episode. We'll have a How dare you say that about West Side Story? <laughs> about Power of the Dog. Come people, on. People love these are, West Side Story. These are beloved films. It. I mean, uh, but yeah, but Sandra Bullock, she's had a great career going back to the 90s. Uh, do you have a, a favorite Sandra Bullock? Movie? I do. I've got a couple. Mm. Okay. I'm excited <laughs> about this. Um, so Miss Congeniality is a good one for me, for, for teenage Ashley. What about the sequel? Yeah, I could do the sequel. <laughs> the Heat was a good one. Yeah. And then The Proposal with Ryan, my, my beloved Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> So you you dig her romantic comedies? I do. Yeah, yeah. She's been in some great films. My, you know, my personal two favorites would be Speed and Gravity. I think those are two of the shortest titles, also. <laughs> but yeah, I love me some Speed and uh, Gravity. God, I hated that movie. <laughs> no, stop it, <laughs> stop it. I got but she nauseous was, watching that movie. She's she's really good at it, and and it's it's an excellent film. Um, but yeah, she's she's done it all. I mean, she's won you know an Oscar for The Blind Side, you know, comedy oh, drama. Yeah, the Blind Side, duh, that was a good one too. She was also in yeah. Crash. You remember that movie? 
Is that the drug movie? There's racism in L.A. and like Brendan Fraser's in it and Ludacris. Oh, no. It won like Best Picture that year. Did it really? <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, she was in that uh, also. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, she's been kicking ass for a good while. So What are some flops? Oh, she's all about Steve. Oh, what are you? Our brand is Crisis. <laughs> Premonition. <laughs> Ooh. The lake house. <laughs> oh, the lake house is good. I like the was lake it? house. It was cute. Well, not her worst. <laughs> probably not the worst. Uh, but no, yeah, she's she's had some some flops. But no, I yeah, I've, I've always been a fan. I mean, since Speed, since like while you were sleeping, I think while you were sleeping, kind of solidified her yeah. romantic comedy chops. But yeah, so in this film, she's uh, she's playing uh, this character Loretta. And this character has a series of romance novels that's kind of centered on this fictional character, Dash, who's depicted on the cover art as kind of like a Fabio type with long hair. He's ultra hunky. And he's played here by Channing Tatum. Yeah. And so as this movie starts, Loretta is going on a book tour, but she's kind of a recluse, we establish, and she doesn't really even enjoy writing these books anymore. She's kind of just anxious to well, I think write it off. The romance left her because her husband died. Right. And so her husband was a big part of helping her write. And it'll come into play later in the movie. Her husband was an explorer? Was an archaeologist, yeah. Okay. That could read hieroglyphics and things like that. How, do we know how he dies? No, it's just like a, a picture moment right. that she's like mining for, and <laughs> you kind of get that. Yeah, yeah. This is all established pretty early. I mean, the opening act moves really quick, and so yeah, at this press event, uh, we we kind of get like this wacky mishap where she gets her watch caught in Dash's wig, and they kind of like eat shit onto the floor, and. <laughs> It's <laughs> just some shenanigans. It's kind of it's kind of a funny scene. Yeah. And that kind of establishes their um, She can't stand him. Yeah, they're kind of He wants to please her. It, it's established pretty quickly yeah. he has a crush on her. Oh yeah. Sure. Of course. It's Sandra, She's Bullock. Sandra Bullock. Yeah. yeah. So, uh okay, so then after this scene where they kind of like spaz out in front of the press, immediately after she's kidnapped by Daniel Radcliffe, who plays a guy named Abigail Fairfax. Yes. And he's just this eccentric billionaire who believes that the lost city of D that's depicted in her most recent book is real. Yeah. And he needs her help to find it. Well, not to find the, well, here, here, here he found the lost city. That's not what he wanted. What to find does the he headdress. need? The headdress of fire or like the. What does he need her for? So they could go and decipher the clues. So he knows where it is. Yeah. He knows where the city is. He just can't find like the specific yeah. tomb or whatever. Exactly. Okay. And this romance novelist is the key. Yeah. So yeah, so there's that scene and Dash, whose real name is Alan. 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 Uh, yeah, all that's, names. That's Channing Tatum. And Loretta so, and Alan. Yeah. Like, let's go back to the nineteen sixties. <laughs> Well, this movie has kind of like an old school screwball comedy kind it of does. vibe. Yeah, it's it definitely old school in a lot of ways. But uh, Alan, he sees, he happens to see her getting kidnapped. And he kind of works with her like manager slash agent, Beth, who's played by Divine Joy Randolph. She was good. To I get, liked To get her. her back. Yeah, I like the agent. Sure, yeah. She was good. Um, and they're they're kind of working together to fi- to figure out where she went because Dana Radcliffe literally just like flies her off in a jet 
to this lost city. Do we know where the lost city is? Like what? It's in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. So we don't like know specifically. Island. I don't know. It's just like an island in the. It's not like Costa Rica or uh-huh. anything. They don't name a specific. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's just a lost city. <laughs> well, it's an island in the Atlantic Ocean. So Dash and Beth, they end up calling on a specialist named Jack Trainer. Yes. Who is played by Brad Pitt. And he helps them locate her through her smartwatch. He is the real life Dash. Yeah, the guy that Dash yeah. is portrayed to be. Yeah. This is who this guy actually is. Yeah. And Brad Pitt does a, a great job. Awesome. Playing job. this guy. Uh, he kind of. He's, und- he's the best in this film. His scenes. Yeah. yeah. He, he basically has like one extended scene, and it's easy highlight of the movie. It's kind of a problem because like the movie peaks kind of early. Mm. That's, we'll, we'll get into that. We'll later. get into that. <laughs> but um, and yeah, and honestly, you, you know, uh, Dash he he kind of goes off and he meets up with Jack Trainer, and you know we'll kind of save what happens after that for spoilers. Mm-hmm. But uh, just kind of like broad thoughts, what did you think of the Lost City? It started off good, and then I got disinterested as <laughs> as the movie went on. Maybe it was the vodka tonics that I was drinking, but <laughs> you did have a double. I did have a double. Yeah. Um, but it just it didn't really hold my attention. Well, the story is. I pretty, love Daniel Radcliffe as the villain. The story I mean, is pretty contrived, yeah. and far fetched, and predictable. Really, it is predictable. ultimately. So, in a movie like this, you're really counting on the cast to kind of generate the chemistry and. And you know, and just hold your attention. Sandra Bullock and Chan, they they had decent chemistry. I wouldn't say like it was amazing. It's not like one for the books. No. But they, they hold the screen together. It, it wasn't like her and Ryan Reynolds. Her right. and Ryan Reynolds had amazing chemistry. In so my you think opinion. that's a better pairing? That was a better pairing than her and Channing. Than her, I think yes. Channing's pretty good in this. I mean, he's he, he's, he's not, good with comedy. Yeah, and he, he's he's bringing the comedy. I mean, I thought it was okay. Just I, mediocre. I, yeah, I mean, I wasn't blown away. I don't remember having like those laugh out loud belly laugh moments. I think um, I remember during like the whole Brad Pitt stretch, you saying, I'm loving this. I love this. This is hilarious. <laughs> I think you said that out loud. And, and then and it then just, the it end. really just, yeah. just flatlined yeah. after that. They didn't keep it up. I mean, the, the Brad Pitt sequence. We can go into it a little bit, yeah. but like he tells Channing to stay by the car and Channing doesn't. And there's just there's this ridiculous scene where he's like breaking into the compound and just like beating the shit out of everyone. And Channing Tatum, who's just a, a cover model, has no like official training. He's just like pretending to hit people, yeah. like like slapping them like as they're going down. And it's a pr- it's a really funny sequence and just well choreographed. A lot of energy, and Brad Pitt is just he knows how to like perfectly kind of underplay this character. Yes, and he just steals the show. Like he stole it, and Channing Tatum, I'm a big fan, but Brad Pitt just stole the show. I mean, there's there's some hunkage in this movie between Channing and Brad. I mean, yeah. that's and Daniel Radcliffe. If you like that kind, of, if you well, like that, you know, Harry Potter type. Yeah, he's <laughs> he he is in this. <laughs> he's he is definitely in this. And so, yeah, I guess, why don't we take a a quick break? When we come back, we'll get into spoilers for The Lost City. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we're back, and we're going to get into some spoilers for The Lost City. So, a main spoiler right off the top is that right after Brad Pitt's character does this spectacular rescue scene, and there's a great shot, like, them running away in slow motion, and him kind of, like, tossing his long hair back. his long hair back, yeah. (laughs) It's just really perfectly played. And this is all, like, within the first 40 minutes, so the movie is, like, moving really well for for the first act, for sure. So, yeah, they, they get her out of the compound. They get her to the car. And he's, like, trying to, like, undo her restraints on the chair. Yeah. She's like, you know, why are you so good at what you do? He's like, I'm just doing the best I can with what I have. <laughs> and he just he gets popped right in the face by, like, a long-range sniper gun. Oh, yeah. And it's bloody. I appreciate that it's bloody. It's really, like, the only time things get bloody. But, yeah, like, brains all over Channing Tatum. And yep. like brains in his mouth. <laughs> yes. That, I, that becomes kind of like a joke. And uh, so, yeah, Brad Pitt is done. And the movie, unfortunately, just kind of loses its comedic momentum fast. It does, yeah. And that's, yeah, that's really the problem. The movie peaks because it, like, the whole sequence with Brad, everything leading up to it, it's really moving fast. It's, it's pretty watchable. It's pretty entertaining. The Brad Pitt scene is delivering big laughs, and then he's gone. And the point of doing something like that, like killing off a big star in the first act, is to tell the audience, like, hey, anything can happen. Anything can happen. I anything can, kill can happen. off anybody. Yeah. It's a bold move and, like, well cast with Brad Pitt. But the movie just doesn't sustain that, that comedy, that yeah. momentum. I mean, there's a couple funny scenes with Sandra and Channing, but it mainly becomes, like, more like a traditional adventure type movie like it, we got to find this fucking headdress of fire or like the, the yeah. crown of fire or something something yeah. of fire that's in her books the, the first half you know everything leading up to you know brad pitt getting popped it feels like it's it's definitely kind of like winking at the like romance adventure genre it's like, it's like fu- winking. Uh, yes yeah it's winking at it and then it just kind of embraces it and it's like this is what we are and now we're just it's a romance adventure movie kind of dialing down the comedy a little bit and yeah, it's just a shame it couldn't sustain it. And the movie feels long. It does. It feels long. I, I don't honestly, <laughs> you know, remembering the ending is, is is tough for me because I just I felt like it was too long and I'm just sitting there and I'm bored and like ready to go. I mean, that sucks when a movie takes you from I'm loving it. I know. To when when the hell is this going to end? <laughs> I know. And it, it's dramatic. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is a bit of a drop off, uh, unfortunately, and so yeah, we just we get scenes with Channing Tatum, you know, trying to be a hero. A lot of what I found funny about his character is that he's very insecure, very insecure, and he, like he has no physical training of any kind, and he's really out of his depth. But he wants to impress her, and he really wants to be the hero. Yeah, and so I, I thought Channing was really good, at kind of conveying that insecurity. And we get a scene with leeches. She's pulling leeches out of his ass. Yeah. Um, it was a nice ass. We find out he's got a huge hog, right? Like she sees the front and she's like, whoa. 
<laughs> and he's like, what, is it a leech? She's like, no, you're fine. <laughs> so, yeah, that's great to know. And, yeah, there's just, there's a couple of chase sequences. And then, like, they evade Harry Potter. But he comes back in the end. He's kind of off screen for a while. He re-enters the movie. And there's a big action scene where they kidnap her and he's he chases them down on a bike yeah and so here he actually kind of proves that he's like a bit of a hero he kind of rises to the occasion and it's it's a decently done kind of set piece she's like inside the van and to create a distraction she like pours alcohol all over the place and sets it on fire like drops a cigar down yeah and channing tatum he's on like the hood of the bus at some point it's a pretty good scene and then they all get to the lost city at some point. Well, they get to the tomb. They get to this tomb to yeah. find whatever the fuck they're looking for. Yeah. They get to the tomb and Daniel Radcliffe makes her tell him like what's going on and reading the hieroglyphics and, and makes her go with him to the tomb or whatever. And then they open the tomb and he, Daniel Radcliffe realizes that the headdress was all seashells and no jewels. So he gets really pissed off and he's like, I spent all this money and I spent all this time and he puts them into the tomb. And then the really dumb moment, she just happens to have a crowbar in there and they're like, they just use the crowbar to Jimmy. I, don't, I forget how she has this crowbar. Movie magic. She just pulls a crowbar out of her yeah. ass, literally. <laughs> nice. I think what happened is they used the crowbar to open the tomb and she secretly took it. Is that when what happened? They were getting into the tomb. Yes. Okay. I guess I missed that, but that makes sense. But yeah, they kind of crowbarred themselves out of there. And in the meantime, there is a rescue mission that's being organized by Beth, her manager, yep. and uh, Oscar Nunez. Yep. He gets in on it. He's like a pilot or boat captain. Boat captain. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> are they? Are, are they in a plane at some point? Did I imagine that? They're not. Maybe I'm confusing this with like six days, seven nights. Yeah, I think you are. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't say. Well, while all this was going on, like the, the volcano was erupting. So Daniel Radcliffe, like he killed all his people, all his little minions. And he got, he was the only one to survive. I mean, he thought he was killing Sandra Bullock and all that. Lo and behold, they get out of the tomb and they make it. Um, to the boat that just happens to be there right? waiting for them. And they find out that Daniel Radcliffe is still in the boat. He was, yeah, he was going to ditch them, I guess, in the tomb. Yeah. And then just catch a ferry back. And this is where I, both of our memories are a little hazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, we know he dies. We just don't well, know how. I don't, I don't remember him dying, but I, I remember that Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum, they, they make him as the villain. Yes. And then he, like, panics and, like, tries to, like, run, but they're on a boat. And then from there, I forget what happens. Yeah. He either, like, goes off over the side or something else. <laughs> yeah, I'm... But he... Yeah, something happens to him, but... Uh... <laughs> we... This this just goes to show you how I was kind of checked out by this point, yeah, to be how honest. Bad the ending was that we can't recollect if they killed the main villain. Yeah. Because they were treating him like a poor chap who yeah. needed to be rescued. And they're like, oh, he's the bad guy. And then something happens. Yeah. But, um, you know, the important thing is that Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum, they end up back on the mainland. 
They do. And I think they get a little cozy. And they're just continuing their romantic, yes. cutesy banter. I think they are falling in love. Sure. I guess, you know, one one little moment that I thought was kind of nice is they're having like a campfire at night or something. And she's like bitching about the quality of her books. Yeah. And he kind of tells her that, hey, you know, millions of people find value in these books. So you shouldn't you shouldn't degrade lo- yourself or you shouldn't like think yeah, don't that look you're- down on them for, you know, enjoying this. And I thought I just I thought that was a nice a nice little message yeah. in this movie. Like I agree. Yeah, I'm not sure what that message is. <laughs> <laughs> well, the message is just because you may think something is subpar doesn't mean that it could mean the world somebody- to someone else. Exactly. Yeah. And that, and like your work could get somebody else through, you know, a, a tough time, a bad day, a tough time, you know, a escape from reality. Yeah. And that's not something to sneer at or look down on. No. Yeah. There's huge value in that. So yeah. And that, that little message was delivered by Channing Tatum. And again, I think, I think they have a, a solid chemistry. You might be right. Like she and Ryan Reynolds, that might top it. Well, I Maybe, think, I think her but they Ryan, have a decent chemistry. I think her and Ryan Reynolds are more age appropriate than <laughs> Channing Tatum and her. True. You can't really tell what age Sandra Bullock is. I mean, she's in her 50s. Doesn't look it. No, doesn't look it. But, you know. <laughs> audience but, you know, knows, Yeah, I hear you. You know what I mean? Like, sure. I, I thought, like, he did a great job, but I just, I thought he was miscast. I thought that. You thought Channing was miscast? Yeah, I just, I don't believe in their love story. I guess Channing, outside of Brad Pitt, Channing was my favorite aspect of this. But, I mean, you you might be right. I mean, they they don't have, like. I just, I, mean, I just they have a want good comedy, more realistic, yeah. They have a good comedy banter. The romantic banter might be a little more forced, yeah. But uh, the comedy banter, I thought they were they were working it the best they could, and that's yeah. I mean, you know, happy ending. They're just are they making out in the end, or they're? I just, think so. Okay, I, we'll say we'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> they're doing something, and yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much the movie. What, what grade would you give this? I would give it a C. Interesting. I would give the first half an A. Yeah. Second half an F. <laughs> so that aver- comes out to a C. Average it to a C. Okay, I'll be like the first half is like an A minus. The second half is like a C minus. Yeah. So I'm going to come in at a B minus. Oh, there you go. Okay. When we when we were walking out of it, you were like, I could have watched that at home. I could have watched that streaming, like on Paramount Plus or something. <laughs> And that's, I mean, that's an interesting sentiment because I feel like these are the types of movies that theaters need more of. Yeah. And, and, you know, and I'm not... Movies that aren't blockbusters but can still draw in a broad range of people. Yes, the the, the rom-coms, I get it. But I want to see more like... Not these cheesy action-adventure, you know... Just do a straight comedy. Duo. Like, I, I want, like, another You Got Mail. I know it's stupid, but, or, like, Sleepless in Seattle. And so, like, I want a, a romantic comedy, but I want something that... It doesn't need, a, like, a big... I can relate to. I can't relate to this movie. It doesn't need a big over-the-top fantasy adventure no. element. Because when you tend to that element, the comedy just, by default, it goes to the back burner. Because you have to deal with all this adventure fantasy yeah. nonsense. 
So, yeah. So, like, when, <laughs> and, and, you know, don't get, like, I, I want to see more original stuff in, in theaters, on the big screen, and all of that. But when you try to put so much into the movie itself, you lose something. Well, you're creating more threads that I, you have I, to pay off. Yeah. I, I mean, I lost interest in this movie, and I hate to say it, and, and you know, this movie really does lose my interest halfway through. And... It tells you something when I can't even remember the ending of the movie <laughs> because I was so in La La Land and I was so like, do, 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 do like, let's get out of here. Like my attention was, let me look at my phone, <laughs> you know, twiddling my thumbs. I think it was fidgeting. You, you were telling me to stop fidgeting. <laughs> um, like the whole, the whole shebang. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah. That was all happening. That was all happening. But um, but no, I mean, really, if people if people do want a laugh out loud comedy that keeps the laughs coming, beginning to end, they should check out Tiny Dancers. That's the movie that fits that bill. Oh, that was a good plug. It's streaming right now on <laughs> Amazon Prime Video. But I think we're we're kind of in agreement here. I I give it a higher grade just because we don't see movies like this anymore on the big screen where they're. It's driven by the personalities of the movie stars. Yeah. So is this a good date movie? Yeah, I think it probably is. For sure. I wouldn't say it's like the best movie, but, you know, obviously with my C rating, but, I think you and your date, you'll be enjoying it for the first half. Yeah. For sure. You'll be like, I'm glad we came. And then, I mean, after that, it's up to you. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe you leave. I don't know. <laughs> so um so yeah that's the lost city directed by adam and aaron knee you can find more episodes at anchor.fm slash movie date night as well as on spotify and apple Podcasts, where you can rate and review don't forget to check out our feature film tiny dancers which is streaming right now on prime video we're on twitter at dn movie podcast and you can also email us at date night movie podcast at gmail.com until next time i'm patrick i'm ashley thanks for listening bye